Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the program called Talking Point with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed. Coming up on uh, the program this evening, we will be dealing uh, with uh, the, li- the lives of the Ashab. We will continue our discussion with the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who is the Imam of the Husami Mosque and also the first Deputy President of the Muslim Judicial Council. Let's start our segment there and say, uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Sheikh Riyad. Wa alaikum salam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ridwan, respected listeners, but Nazim on the other side, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Shukran Jazeelan Sheikh for always making yourself available and uh, it's always good to have you here in studio. It's very informative, alhamdulillah. Now last week we had a very interesting program, but this evening inshallah we continue with the lives of the Ashab. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ash-sharaf al-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي بتريدوان اند ريسبكتد ليسنرز بيفور وي بيك اب وير وي هاد ليفت اوف تو ويكس اجو اي دو وونت تو ساي ذات وين وي سبيك اباوت بيرجا او كومنلي نون توداي از ايران ذات ذير واز ا بروفيسي اوف ذا نبي عليه الصلاه والسلام ذات ذا مسلمز وود تيك اوفر ذات الله اند اي ثوت ذات ات وي ابروبريت تو منشن ذات And that when we remember that when it was the, uh, the battle of the trench Yes And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam ordered the sahaba to make this trench And the Nabi alayhi salam himself went in there, dug up with them, helped the muhajireen at one time Helped the ansar at one time and so on and whatever needed help until one sahaba called out for help And because he came across a massive big rock and they couldn't move it mm-hmm. Right? And when the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam was told about this, the Nabi alayhi took this big uh, pickaxe and started then to give this uh, rock blows. Now, that blows. When the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gave that rock the first blow, there was thunder. Allah. And one third of the rock split into pieces and the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam shouted, Allahu Akbar. And the Sahaba inquired, what is it, Ya Rasulullah? And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said that the land of Asham has been given, the land of Syria has been mm-hmm. given to me. And then the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, Wallahi, I see with my eyes the red palaces of Syria. Mm-hmm. And then again, the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam again said, Bismillahi, and hit another blow and another thunder. Uh, uh, lightning was, was there And again a second third of the rock split And with this the Nabi Salaam shouted Allahu Akbar I have been given the keys to Iran I've been given the keys to Persia Allah And this is where we're speaking now mm-hmm. I've been given the keys to Persia And the Nabi Salaam says Wallahi I see the white palace of the emperor The Kisra Uh, I see that. And again, the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, Bismillah, and hit the rock another time. A third time. A third time. And again, lightning was seen. And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam shouted, Allahu Akbar. And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, I have been given the keys to Yemen. 
Allah. So my point is when we speak about things like this, then this has been predicted by the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. The Nabi in hadith I told the Sahaba that time already mm-hmm. when it was can you mem- can you imagine it was extremely stressful uh 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 Khandak Khandak and the Battle of the Trench was a difficult time for them. And in that difficult time says the Alama, the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gives great tidings to his sahaba Allah. to relieve them of the pressures that they had been in. Come back where we stopped. We stopped last week, where, uh, two weeks ago, when we said that now the alliance had been formed, the two opposing parties in Persia or, or Iran, they had come together mm-hmm. and they had formed one alliance and there was only one objective. The objective is we are going to annihilate the Muslims. We are completely going to destroy them. Um, at that point, the emperor, Kisra, he then asked for a delegation to come see him. Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas now puts together the best men that can possibly because the first objective of this had always been inviting people inviting to the deen of, of Islam. Yes. Always. So, and he puts them there and makes Nu'man ibn Muqarrin al-Muzni, he makes him the Amir of the delegation and they go to the Emperor Yazdajrit. And uh, around him is also sitting his ministers. And um, Sayyidina Nu'man, radiallahu anhu, he now explains to him what is Islam. And like the historians puts it, it with absolute clarity. Mm-hmm. Absolute clarity. Yes, Dajrid was a young man. He was still like this foolish young yeah. man. You know, the. <laughs> Unintelligent, not very eloquent in speech. He, when he asked questions, asked childish questions, asked them about their clothes that they have on. They're going to battle. Mm. He asked the clothes that they have on, your weaponry, how do you and get your leather? And he was the, the then emperor. Sheikh. He is the leader. Mm. He is the leader. Your leather, where does it come from? The slippers that you wear, where does that come? And what is the meaning of all of these words in, in, in Pharisee, in Persian, and so on? So, yeah, at one moment he goes on like a pessimist, and the next moment he's so optimistic, like a young child will child, go on, yeah. and mm-hmm. so on. And then jumps up another Sahabi. Sahabi by the name of Al-Mughira ibn Zurara. And he now comes with a much stronger approach. This is Islam. Mm-hmm. And this is what Islam is about and so on. So yes, Dajirid the emperor, he now becomes rude. Shows no respect for the delegation, starts to mock them. And um, Al-Mughira ibn Zarara res- responds to him in such exactly powerful way as he's responding to mm-hmm. him. Right? Until he now tells him, listen, you know what? This is what we got for you. You accept Islam. You don't accept Islam, you pay the jizya. You don't accept pay the jizya, we are going to war. Mm. So the emperor now becomes extremely angry and he wants to kill them. And then he comes up with this bright idea in his mind and he says, bring me a vessel, bring me a bowl or a vase or vase or whatever you call it. Bring it here. And he says, bring me sand. And he puts the sand in. He says, now give me one of your nobles. Who's the most noblest amongst you here? So there's one sahabi. 
Asim ibn Amr, he jumps up to give protection to his brothers. He doesn't mm-hmm. want them to be put to such shame. So he runs forward and he says, I am. And he takes the thing and he puts it on his head and he leaves. And when they come to uh, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, anhu, look how the Sahabi in his, in his cleverness, his political cleverness, I would almost want to call so, it, mm-hmm. his extreme intelligence goes and he says, glad tidings, ya Amir. I remember him and he's been put sand on his head, on his head yes. in a bowl. He says, and, and, and all the Muslims are standing there, what, what, what's going on? He says, we've been given the kingdom of Persia. <laughs> we've been given the land of Persia. <laughs> and look here, here's the sand in the it bowl. Was in the bowl now. And everybody saw the tables were turned. Mm. And, and, and the mockery became actually a victory for the Muslims. And everybody is happy. At that time, Rustam that was the, the general in the army, he wasn't there. So he comes and he hears about what has happened. He's completely upset because he has the same understanding. If you give them the land, then you are actually giving them the whole place. The place, When yes. you put that sand in the bowl. And he sends behind the Muslims, sends a detachment. So did he hear from yes, Dajrit now what it had taken that's place? That's it. That's it. So he's now upset. Mm. You, this is a sign you're giving them the land. And, but they couldn't find them. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, a simple Jundi, a simple soldier, Asim ibn Amr, that is why Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas was careful of who he chose to go on to, to that go. mission. Mm-hmm. And you see how he turns the table uh, against all of them. That is not all. Let me, let me give you another example. We have one soldier that faces a quarter million soldiers. Allah. Now let Allah. me tell you about that. First of all, Rustam he wasn't really keen to meet up with the Muslims. Mm-hmm. He psychologically feared the Muslims. And, 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 and he tried all the different, we'll see as we go along, tried different ways to yani, not move out. Right. And it started preparations for war and whatever the case may be. He hated to meet up with the Muslim mm-hmm. army. So he manages to mobilize 240,000 soldiers. They were taken from the most fierce soldiers, even amongst them were even prisoners, because the death is going to be a fight to the death. Mm-hmm. That is the fight the fight is about. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fight to the death. And also puts with them 33 gigantic elephants that is going with them. The army itself is equipped with the most modern and the best weaponry of the time. Mm-hmm. That is it. So while they are moving to come face to face with the Muslims, they manage to capture a simple Muslim soldier. And when Rustam now hears about the soldier that they captured, he says, bring them, bring them to me. Mm-hmm. Bring them to me. I want to speak to him. So they bring him. And wallahi, the, the, the munadara, the debate that now happens between Rustum and this soldier was but a few words, but it, had, it was great in meaning, mm-hmm. right? This soldier, even, his name is not even recorded in history. But we'll tell you how we got to the information in case somebody thinks, no, how did you get to the information? His yes, name sir. is definitely not recorded in history. But what has happened? Rustum calls him. And into his court and tells him, right, what is it? Why you people come here? All right? And this soldier replied to him. He says to him, we want you to hand over your country to us. And be all ears what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
Take note what I'm saying. Because in accordance with Allah's promise to us, we have come here to take this land. Allah. Simple as that. <laughs> so Rustam, Rustam, he now wants to be clever and what, and he says, oh no, then you're going to put us to shame, you know, and so on. And this simple Arab answers him and he says, and, and it's worth taking note of this. He says, it is your deeds that have disgraced your people, mm-hmm. which have been written down in your fate. So don't let the strength of your army delude you. Mm. You are not fighting a human being, but rather an irrevocable fight. Allah. Rustam becomes so angry and upset and immediately orders that the man must be killed. Second, well, no, that's what, inshallah, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll then continue with the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed. And a very big shukran to uh, our technician for this evening, and that is Faiz. Now, if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who is the Imam of the Husami Mosque in Cravenby and also the first Deputy President of the Muslim Judicial Council. And this evening, we continue our discussion around the lives of the Ashab. And this evening we're chatting about uh, Sa'ad ibn Waqas radiallahu an and Yazdajarit and how they in fact by not knowing having given the land of Persia to the Muslims by putting sand <laughs> into a bowl. Now we anxiously await uh, Sheikh Riyadh for the discussion. Sheikh Riyadh? Bismillah rahim respected listeners. Yeah, that was a moment in history. Um, nobody knew about it, but it reminds us of of another Sahabi by the name of Abdullah ibn Hudhafa with the king of Rome that had had the similar kind of delusions put in front of him mm-hmm. and so on. Um, and these are but, yani, we're speaking about the lives of the Sahaba. These were the people that had done this with complete conviction. Allahu Akbar. Strong iman, strong in their deen, knowing that Allah's the promise of Allah Ta'ala and His Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, that there is going to be victory, that they will establish their deen, and so on. And this uh, a lone soldier that is not even mentioned, um, see how he defeats a, 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 a person like Rustam that is an oppressor, a sun worshipper, this mere soldier, he is not shaken, he doesn't stumble, he doesn't stutter in his words, there's no uncertainty in what he's saying. He's an fact like a mountain that stands out and can withstand whatever comes in front of him. And who does he face? He faces Rustam, Rustam. with a quarter million soldiers. Soldiers, yes. Quarter million soldiers. Maybe we can just, check, maybe just remind our listeners, you know, what are those very strong words that the soldier expressed when he stood in front of Rustam, as you said, you know, with this quarter million of soldiers? Yeah. yeah. Let, let, let's, very, let's repeat that. Rustam, he asked, uh, the, 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 this Muslim soldier asked him, why have you come here? And the soldier replies, hand over your country. Mm. And 
please pay attention now. In accordance with Allah Ta'ala's promise to us, we've come here to acquire it. Mm-hmm. You can see there's no, he's, there's no, no, he's not afraid. He's standing between a, a quarter million soldiers in front of him. And then on the second part where Rastam now tries to mock him and say, okay, so then we are going to be put to shame at your hands yes. and things like that. The man responds and he says, it is your deeds that have disgraced your people. people. Which have been written down in your faith, Qadawa Qadr. So don't let the strength of your army delude you. <laughs> you are not fighting a human being, but rather an irrevocable fate. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar wa And yeah, so Rastam then ordered that he be killed. Not only that, Rastam, Rastam as, as, as um, like we said, he had this fear and this of, of meeting the Muslims. Um, he even extended the period of preparations and what, what anything that he could use mm-hmm. makes it longer than, until finally he now sends a message to Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas and he says, listen, I tell you what, uh, send me messages. I want to first have some talks with them in the hope that you people might turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. All right? Right. So Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, he now sends three Sahaba and they go one after the other. And the first of them to go is Rub'a ibn Amir and then goes Hudayfa ibn Muhsin and Al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah. Now, Rustam, now we say Rustam in Arabic by the way, Rustam uh, people say in English. Rustam was sly, he was evil minded. Mm-hmm. He had only one objective, and that is he wanted to psychologically destroy those that come. So, mm-hmm. what does he do? He now orders the leadership in his army and he says, I want to put up a display of all the beauty and luxury of Persia. Of Persia. I want them to see that. I wanted you to lay out. I want to see silk. And they put out carpets and they put out cushions and they put out gold and they put out jewelry mm-hmm. to show the magnificent strength and might of the Persians, right? So what is going to happen is that Muslim soldier is going to come in there. He's going to be baffled by this beauty, beauty. Mm. in front of him. He's going to be startled and he's going to go back with a broken heart thinking of all this luxury in front of me and he's going to go and return to a broken heart. Not only that, but he is also going to go speak to the others and then he's going to tell, tell them. them. So yes. it's going to psychologically mm-hmm. break down yes. the Muslim army. Mm-hmm. But amazing, amazing, amazing. Not one of these three are even amazed by what is put in front of them. They don't even flick an eye for the stuff that is put in front of them. Each of them, their response, remember they didn't go together, they came they one after, after the, the other. other yes. Each of them repeating exactly in the same way as the one that has been before them, that the ulama of tarikh, that the ulama of history says, it's almost like one person speaking. Allah It's like one heart that is there. Nothing has amazed them, they are not shaken in any way. And uh, Yani, they rose with their deen above all of these things. Allahu Akbar. Their, their love for their deen caused them to rise above all of these cheap attempts mm-hmm. to distract them. In so actual they fact, in any way distracted Sheikh, by the silk or, or the gold and everything that was there. One of them tore the carpet <laughs> with his spear. Uh-huh. 
The other one cut up the cushions. Uh, the other one refused to sit with amongst them. Uh, second one, he stood with his horse on the carpet, mm-hmm. and so on. And the third one destroyed Rustam, Rustam in the debate. Mm-hmm. So the tables were turned completely on on them. But why is it that, Mutari Dawan and respected listeners, because they came out of the same madrasa. Uh. They came out of the madrasa of the Nabi They came with a what do you want to call it? A bachelor's and honors, <laughs> a master's, <laughs> yes. a doctorate. These people were trained by the Nabi They were trained by the best muallim, the best ustaz that knows the human being, and that is the Nabi Muhammad. So all of the Sahaba, the tarbiyah was the same. And Yani, probably something that we need in our times today. But not to completely lose the moment, I want to at least take you to one of these Sahaba that Rustam had this dialogue with. Now, mm. what happened? And that is that one of the days Rustam um, goes to the bridge and he requests from the Muslims, listen, I want you to send me a delegation, mm-hmm. delegation, so that we can speak and there can be reconciliation and so that this can end and whatever the case may be. And any ways that we can find peace and we will tie and find peace. Right. So now they come back again. And um, Zahra uh, Ibn Huwiyah, he is the one that he had spoken to, and he comes back to Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas, the Amir, and tells him, this is what the man wants, and whatever the case may be. And Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas, he then says, okay, if that's the way, then I'm going to send him a powerful delegation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send him the intelligence right. of my Sahaba, of the Sahaba of the Nabi, uh, like he had sent to Yazdajirid And they are going to completely yani, um, Overpower him with the deen of Islam, Islam And so on Inviting them to Islam And so on And then Rubi'a ibn Amir He says Ya Amir I want to differ with you We are placing these people onto a higher pedestal mm. If we respond with the delegations Almost like we are afraid of them Right. I have a different opinion my opinion is let's only send one man right not a delegation mm. let them send because that will show them how unimportant they, they are, are. Okay. they will upset them <laughs> right. also in any case and that one person will debate with them and so on and then the sahaba was standing and and anhu. he then says okay all right we will but now who are we gonna send mm. And Rubi ibn Amir says, send me, send me, I will go to them. And Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas, he then agrees. And Rubi ibn Amir, he goes to meet Rustam. Now, Rubi ibn Amir was not amongst the leadership of the army, mm-hmm. but he was a leader of his tribe, mm-hmm. right? Was a leader of his tribe. Uh, and he goes and he takes a small donkey. Okay. He takes a small donkey with a very short tail. This is going to be his means of transport. Right? Right. Um, because if a person comes with a smart horse and whatever, then you're showing something. Mm. Now he comes with a donkey. 
The clothing that he has on old tattered clothing mm-hmm. All broken and whatever the case may be All old clothes And he is now going to meet Rostam um, Also um, He now You know he had long hair He had long hair right? And he now has his hair uh, What they call braided into plaits And he had three plaits And this is how it hangs So Diamaka Diamaka yes Puts his bow in his back and his sword is on the on the donkey and so on, and he has this woven shield that he has in front of him. Remember that the Persians had a metal shield mm-hmm. that they had, and he now goes and he goes to meet Rustam. Rustam, all right. So for them, it's unusual to see a man coming, coming to us like this yeah. way and coming to and meet the commanders and uh. whatever. Okay, so they tell him, right, take off your armor. And he says to them, are you not the ones that invited me? So if you invited me, I never wanted to come to you. Mm-hmm. Then you would have to leave me the way I am, or otherwise I go back. I go back, yes. Alas, I'm finished with you people. <laughs> so they go to Rostam and they inform him and he says, I said, leave him, let him come in. And he enters the tent, it's a massive big tent, and remember it's now laden out. With all of this gold silk and, and silk and cushions whatever, and all everything is there. And he comes and he goes with his donkey onto the carpets. Doesn't into the tent, nettle. Yeah. Doesn't get up. When we speak about the carpet that's in front of him, says the historians that the carpet is 150 meters by 185 meters. That is the wow. massive big carpet that's laying mm. in front of him. So he comes there. And he goes, they, they, and, and he looks in front of them, there's gold-scattered cushions is laying around. And as he comes onto the carpet, takes out his his, his, um, his spear, mm-hmm. and he drags it along on the carpet, the carpet, takes out his sword, cuts up the cushions that's laying in front, in front of, of him, him, and so on. And he now moves forward. Why is that? Because these things are valueless in the eyes. In the eyes, yeah. Valueless in the eyes of the Sahaba, of the Nabi, alayhi salatu salam. And also, it's a means of showing disdain to them. Mm-hmm. Your valuables means nothing to me. Means nothing. So, he goes forward, leans forward, puts his spear right through the carpet. Mm-hmm. And, and he now leans on, his, on there. And he's piercing the, scarp, uh, the carpet. Um, and then everybody stood silent. What are they waiting for? They are thinking, where is he going to sit? Mm-hmm. What is he going to do? Takes, gets off the donkey, puts his spear in front of him, and he sits on the ground. On the ground. On the ground. So Rustam comes to him and says, what's wrong with you? Why, mm. why are you sitting on the ground? And he says to him, because I'm not impressed with your zina, this adornments that you put here. I'm sorry, man, I'm not interested in that. And he says, now, now why did you come here? Mm-hmm. He says, Allah Ta'ala had sent us. Please listen carefully. Allah Ta'ala sent us that we must take his slaves out of obedience to other slaves to the obedience of Allah, Allah. Ta'ala. Mm. We must take you out as slaves from the obedience to other slaves to the obedience oh. of your Lord. And that we bring you out of the cruelty of religions into the justice of Islam. 
out of the confinement uh, of the dunya to the wide expense of the dunya and the akhirah. So this is how he responds to him. And then he says to him, we have come to invite you to Islam. It's either you accept Islam or you pay the, be- the, uh, the, uh, the jizya or we will fight you. But remember, we will beat you. Mm-hmm. We will be victorious over you. And, 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 and Rustam said to him, but you people have fought before. He says, yes. And you people have died before. Mm-hmm. He says, yes. Now Allah promises those who die in the battle, their place is in the Jannah. Jannah. Those of us that remain, they, we are going to get the victory. Victory is for us. And he has Rustam and those around them on their nerves. Rustam then says to him, listen, um, I, I need some time. He says, you need some time? What do you need time for? He says, well, I've, um, you know, when your people were in need and so on, we gave you stuff and so on, so I need about a day or two. Mm. And he says, a day or two? Why do you need a day or two? He says, you know, I've got to consult. I must send out messages to the cities. I must speak to the leadership and so on. And he says, I need. So he says, okay, right, i tell you what. Um... How much do you need? He says, well, I need about a month or more. Yeah. All right? I need about a month or more. And he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I tell you what. You know, the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam put down his sunnah practice. And the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had said, if the enemies need time, give them three days. If you give them more than that, then they will prepare against you. Mm-hmm. You have three, three days. days. Nothing more than that. That is it. So it's either you're going to accept Islam or you're going to pay the jizya, or we are going to be victorious over you. Nothing more than that. And, um, yani, if we are the victors, those that are be- uh, uh, behind, then we will take up your ahmaf. If we come back in three days' time, then you must know that we'll go to war mm-hmm. on the fourth day. Right, and I am the one now. Listen to the beauty part of this. He says, I guarantee you that. Right now, Rustam now asks him, You guarantee, are you the commander of them? Mm-hmm. Are you one of the masters there? And he says, No, I'm not. He says, Now, how can you guarantee me that? And he says, I am just an ordinary, I am ordinary person, but in our army. The lowest of us are respected by the highest Highest. amongst us. The lowest of us are respected by the highest ranking amongst us. And if I have given you my word, then the whole Muslim army will will be with me with that word. Now that situation reminds us of another one of, you know, a Sahabi by the name of Ubaid ibn Mas'ud al-Thaqafi. He was in a battle and then he captured a person. The person that he captured was one of the great commanders of the Roman army by the name of Jaban. Jaban, um, he uh, then promised Jaban safety and so on. And he was about to release him when the other Muslims came and they recognized him and said, no, we're going to kill him. And he said, nobody mm-hmm. kills him. I have given him my word, my word as a Muslim soldier. And then he let him free. And when it came to the battle of Ulays, 
Again Jaban was in there and fought them and again he escaped and when it came to a battle by the name of Barkusyatha uh, the, uh, the Muslim destroyed them there again and in that battle Jaban was then killed but he was never killed on a promise given by the Muslim mm. army and it was, wasn't held. So Rustam now returns to his ministers and whatever and he has three days be. now. He has now three days and he says to them, Did you see the logic of this man? Mm-hmm. Huh? See how he speaks. Did you see the strength that he comes across with? Did you see the pure conviction in his mind? And he is talking to them in a way that hoping that they are going to seek reconciliation mm-hmm. with the Muslims because he's not really interested, interested yeah. in going into a battle with mm-hmm. them. But they refused. They called him a traitor and whatever the case may be. And But it wasn't the last time that Rustam had uh, uh, um, wanting to change their minds. Not at all. And we see how many times Rustam now decides that he is going to try continuously to bring about this uh, 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 change. And and later on, we will see how Rustam also... I You know, but, uh, Ridwan, I'm so tempted to go into something, um, but we're not going to have enough time yeah, now. Time. But what I want to leave the listeners with is that in a dream, Rustam, the commander of the Persian army, sees an amazing thing that plays down in his dream that makes that scared the wits out of him, <laughs> that made him certain that the Muslims are going to conquer him, mm-hmm. are going to conquer them, and he tries everything to try and convince his people. Because they were people that believed in the stars, they believed in dreams. So therefore he is convinced that what he sees, uh, he saw in his dream, is an absolute proof that the Muslims are going to beat him. But if you want to know about that dream, then we will tell you next week, inshallah. inshallah. <laughs> what is it that Rastam <laughs> dreamt? Mutaridawan, uh, respected listeners, we make to Allah Ta'ala, make us all min al-muttaqeen, wa min al-muhsineen, wa min ibadi al-salihin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And that is the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who is the Imam of the Husami Mosque in Cravenby, and also the first Deputy President of the Muslim Judicial Council. I certainly, Sheikh, for one, am looking forward you know, to the continuation of this dream uh, that Rastam had. Uh, Bashukran Jazilan and Abadiyah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.